0: we will be discussing short-term lets and its impact on guests, communities and other accommodation providers. Recently, the Sunday Times published findings following an investigation into short-term let platforms and it confirmed the notion that these platforms are now a long way from its initial aim of renting out a spare room with the data revealing that hosts with multiple listings now dominate these platform websites. We are talking to Jim Cacker who deals with the regulatory issues that affect hospitality businesses. Welcome Jim. Thank you. Now Jim, can you explain what the main issue is with short-term letting?
1: So the issue is not necessarily with the concept of short-term letting platforms themselves. We've always recognised that such platforms when they're used as intended, i.e. for genuine short-term lets when someone is renting out a one of their rooms in their property for example or their main residents their single residents when when they're going abroad for example for a couple of weeks we don't have an issue with that at all that's competition for other accommodation providers and that's where the platform started and that's where we don't necessarily have a major issue with i think now as these platforms have grown in terms of the short-term lettings that we're seeing a new phenomenon emerge exponentially in a lot of cities which is around where a company or individual in some cases will have multiple properties sometimes even in the same apartment block or site and is renting them out en masse via the short-term letting platforms and we don't think that's good for a variety of reasons and impacts on both hosts and guests and more importantly perhaps the community as well as well as having commercial consideration so that's our main concern at the moment.
0: What's the difference? I mean, why are they different from normal accommodation providers?
1: So with normal accommodation providers, so for example, a hotel or a hostel or a pub with rooms or any sort of bricks and mortar accommodation business, uh, be it the high street or be it rural or anything in between, has to abide by a host of different regulations for different reasons. So for example, planning regulations around what use the property is used for. And again, that's so local authorities and others know what, what the use of the property is. And then there's a host of regulations around guest safety, for example, so fire and gas and food safety and so on have to be abided by and inspected on a regular basis. There's also the considerations around alcohol licensing, for example, if the hotel has a bar. And there's also then, if there are issues with that accommodation provider, there are also regulations to be abided by around sort of environmental health, so noise or waste and so on. And again, because the local authority and enforcing authorities for other areas such as food and fire they know exactly where that property is and what regulations should be abided by, and as our members do, accommodation providers lawfully abide by those regulations.
0: Basically, being unregulated means that it culminates in a, in a host of issues that impacts guests, communities, and all sorts of other people around residents.
1: Yes, I think I think that's right, and it's not necessarily that um, such properties are unregulated as such because. We're of the view that if they are being used for certainly on a large scale commercial reasons, but even individual lets as well, hosts are supposed to abide by a range of these regulations. But the main issue is because the local authority or others, there's no record, there's no data about where these short term letting properties are, how many are there in specific areas or more widely. That's the main issue, that there are regulations in existence that other accommodation providers abide by. But the issue is that there's no transparency as to where these properties are. So it's very, very difficult to actually enforce the regulations.
0: So the problem is that a big percentage of these listings which are on these platforms are actually managed by these massive property management type companies with thousands or or hundreds of properties in their portfolio. Is that what the main issue is?
1: Well, I think, and again, what was interesting coming out of the the recent Sunday Times investigation that that you mentioned, Manila, that certainly in some of the UK's bigger cities, London, Manchester, and Edinburgh in particular, also more than half of properties on one of the major listing sites are actually let by people with more than one listing, and a significant proportion of those percentage are actually people with 10 or more listings. So this is the issue that we're, we're most concerned with, that rather than a short-term letting platform used by individuals for their own properties. This whole issue around dark hotels are using short-term letting platforms to in effect run major letting businesses through the platforms without having to abide by any of the fire safety regulation or taxation or property and planning that other accommodation providers have to abide by. And that's our main issue here, whereas individuals doing it on a smaller basis That's fine and our main call is still for a mandatory registration system for all short-term lettings but the main issue is around this growth of these dark hotels which is causing a lot of consternation amongst communities and local authorities and more widely.
0: So like how the report also found that entire blocks or even streets are now short-term listed properties?
1: Yes, indeed. And in Edinburgh, you see that in in particular, but also in London, uh, we've had contact with some local councillors who are reporting um, sort of swathes of housing being used as short term letting, which is causing issues for local people. So again, this would be around these being used on a a year round basis. This would be sort of the noise of suitcases early in the morning, issues with sort of rubbish collection, potentially loud noises, parties, uh, issues around communal spaces that are being reported on large scales and i think that that's what's causing a number of issues
0: the rise of these platforms obviously means that more people are coming to visit towns and cities doesn't the influx of tourism bring money into the area and help create jobs?
1: Absolutely. As I said at the start, at the start of the podcast, we're not necessarily against short-term letting per se. It brings it brings a lot of benefits to local areas where it's sort of used as intended, if you like, and is as registered. So again, the relevant regulations are being abided by. We don't have an issue with that. There's benefits to you know, local coffee shops, pubs, uh, restaurants and so on, and a wider tourist economy from this. And again, we're not against it per se. It's around where it is being we would argue misused by companies operating large-scale commercial operations through these platforms without necessary checks and balances.
0: Where do they go wrong if they're not acting in the same way as these other short-term lets in terms of providing money to the economy? What's what's the difference?
1: Again there's, there's a uh, taxation issue for example around at a local level business rates for example they won't be liable for that uh, which other sort of accommodation provider businesses will be there's the obvious tax issue as well uh, around tax on earnings. Again, the, that's, that's a, that's a grey area. And again, we, we say a mandatory registration system, especially where they're being used on commercial scales, brings them into the scope of the taxation system.
0: And what are local councils saying on this issue?
1: Edinburgh Council and has come out as part of the recent Scottish Government consultation into this, uh, supporting calls for a mandatory registration licensing system for short-term lets across Scotland, uh, not just in, in the city itself, which we we've supported. And in London as well, individual councils have have raised this. There's a recent issue with Westminster Council, where one of their council tenants have been subletting via the online letting platform, which is a slightly separate issue, but still shows shows the issues that are there. And also on a GLA basis, London London Mayor's called for a registration system within the capital. And again, we're supporting that, but we think it should go further. We think there should be a mandatory registration system for short-term lets. Um, to identify where they are and what regulations should be abided by. But, and certainly the focus should be around where individuals or companies are using platforms on a commercial scale with multiple rooms where they're not resident. We think that needs to be brought into line.
0: And going back to the topic of the tenants renting out properties. Now, that's also something that the Sunday Times found. They found that these properties were, some even were listing multiple different properties and subletting on via the websites without actually informing the landlords. What is the problem with this?
1: Well, I think it goes back to having some sort of registration system, a mandatory registration system in place that allows some transparency about where this goes on because councils or other landlords pick it up, but not until you know further down the line it's hidden as with as with a lot of these things i think yeah it's it's an issue um, as the investigation found it's going on across the country and again if we had some sort of mandatory register there'd be that ability to identify where individuals are subletting when they shouldn't be online platforms
0: to address the issue of dark hotels what is the answer
1: I think the answer has to be bringing these operations into the scope of existing regulations, which are there for the safety of guests, protection of the uh, surrounding community, as well as planning property and and food safety law that other accommodation provider businesses um, do uh, abide by. And, And again, bringing them into scope, bringing them into the ability to be enforced is all around this, a mandatory independent uh, registration scheme as proposed by the Scottish Government um, in their recent consultation. And our call would be for that to be UK wide. And again, registration scheme won't stop individuals renting out or short-term letting their individual uh, own properties. That won't won't stop that at all. But what it will do is is bring everything into scope of the laws that are already there, and which will be benefit to hosts and guests and communities. And also bring into line where dark hotels are being operated from a business point of view, but certainly also from a, a consumer and community protection point of view as well.
0: So a mandatory registration system would really just help manage this situation and kind of bring it under control?
1: Yes, that's our view. And again, how, what, what that registration system looks like, of course, would be open to discussion as it is in Scotland. But again, if we look at our jurisdictions, Barcelona, San Francisco, Tokyo, registration systems do work there. And again, it just gives everybody a bit of transparency in the same way that other types of business are, you know, listed on, un- registered and licensed, and just brings brings in them into scope of the law that's already there.
0: Thank you, Jim, for this valuable insight. A pleasure. We will, of course, continue to provide our members with as much guidance and information on this issue while it progresses, and you can find that detail on our website www.ukhospitality.org.uk we would also love to hear from you so please do get in touch with any questions you may have on this topic or if you want to help us input evidence to the government or the such you can do so by emailing the team on policy at ukhospitality.org.uk until next time